Okay, welcome everyone to week four of the PLS 150 podcast. Uh, today we are going to be continuing our journey and trying to develop some foundations to the study of politics and trying to understand the political world at a kind of base level, right? So if we think about what we've been doing over the first few weeks of the course, we've been first just trying to think in a very big way what politics is and what it means to look at the world from a political lens and the kinds of questions that leads to about the nature of human beings, the nature of social organization. Uh, we've also discussed some of the foundational theories of the state uh, from Hobbes and Locke and, and thinking about this idea of the social contract and how we come together to form some sort of cohesive and lasting political community. And, and then last week, uh, we looked at these two core concepts that drive politics as a, you know, as a study and as a practice, and that would be power and legitimacy. And all along the way, we've dealt with this interesting relationship where all of these things we're talking about and um, aspects that we're delving into in, on the one hand make sense to us or are pretty clear in terms of our own daily experiences and, and observations and, and things that we experience in the political realm. But on another level, once we start to kind of scratch the surface and look at what lies behind some of these phenomenon, such as power and legitimacy or, or even the very nature of the state and the social contract and um, how we end up in these political unions, um, the questions become much more mysterious, difficult to kind of grasp, difficult to pin down. And the more you try to gain hold of it, it seems that they, they become quite elusive, right? Um, and uh, especially um, outside of maybe more clearly understandable situations, uh, we talked about that in the terms of violence and in the sense of um, how that can make power somewhat more recognizable or easy to understand, perhaps, or kind of a clear connection. Uh, but we, we started thinking about all the other forms of power and the ways that it shapes us or, or maybe the way we behave either as people who are responding to acts of power or acting in ways ourselves, like wielding power um, in our own lives. Uh, that it becomes much more difficult to grasp. And I said all of these discussions, I think, set us up very nicely for the topic this week, which is thinking about the science part of political science, right? And so in some ways, not exactly, but we've been kind of focusing on the political side of political science. And uh, this week, we're going to try to bring in um, this notion of what does it mean for political science to be a quote unquote science? Or, or is that even the right way to think about it? Um, as we're going to discuss in class this week, um, quite a few people who study politics and are academics and professional scholars of politics kind of reject the term political science itself and, and arguing that it's misleading or in some ways um, the wrong approach. And I think that's kind of connected to some of the approaches we're going to be talking about that define not only the study of political science, but the social sciences more generally. Okay, so that's stuff we're going to all delve into. And, and I said, I think that really connects very nicely with what we've been doing is we, we end up, you know, maybe after the first three weeks, we've ended up with all these kinds of big questions and in some ways, maybe a bit of confusion. Yeah, like what is power? What is legitimacy? How, how do we end up in the state? Does, does this idea of the social contract make sense? What, what power should the government have? Um, why should they have them? Why are they, you know, these are again, back to questions of legitimacy. Where are politics in our own lives and so forth? And the theme again this week is, well, how have, so people just don't throw up their hands and give up. People just don't say, well, we just can't understand anything. There's some ways that people try to dig into these issues or to understand them in a, in a systematic way. And that's one way we can think about political science is a systematic way for trying to understand 
these phenomenon, power, social organization, legitimacy, and the various ways they map onto and play out in our own lives, like, and, and trying to get a hold of them, right? And I think in some ways, we're going to see some connections with the ways that people have tried to understand power, um, however, with, with some um, distinct differences. So what I want to do, just not to take too much time with the, with the podcast today, what I want to kind of do is just if you look at the notes for week four, there's kind of three big questions, right, um, at the top. And, and as we're going to discuss, these are questions that define the social sciences as a whole, right? And, and, and political science is in this way part of this broader social science world or, or academic kind of universe, right? Although all the different branches of the social sciences kind of have their own flavor and emphasis, uh, they do share these kinds of broad questions that one needs to answer before they launch into a kind of systematic or thoroughgoing investigation of the social world. And the first question, as you can see, if you're looking at the notes, um, if you're not, no problem. Uh, the question is, what is the fundamental nature of the social world? that we inhabit, right? What what constitutes the social world? Um, and again, this might seem, this question might, might seem deceptively simple, but it, in the sense of if we're going to try to make sense of the social world, we first need to decide what is the social world. Um, and that may seem like a, a strange question to ask or maybe a way that we don't normally think about it. But in some ways, if you think about, if we try to use as a loose comparison, um, the physical sciences, uh, if you're going to do chemistry or physics or biology, one of the first things you need to do is to have some agreement, right? And so in some ways, any sort of scientific enterprise or systematic study is a collective enterprise and you need to have some notion of, of what exactly you're studying, right? So it, it's similar in that way, right? It, that you need to kind of have some understanding of the subject matter of, of what the nature of the thing you're studying is. Now, this is where the social sciences are, are much different than the physical sciences. The social sciences, just trying to understand what the nature of the social world it, it itself is, is in some ways far less clear than perhaps our study of the physical world is. Now, of course, the, the physical world is, is has its own weird complexities and mysteriousness, um, um, you know, kind of mysterious aspects to it, depending on what kind of level you're looking at it. But on, on one hand, you know, we all look up at the sky and we see the moon, um, or we all are in the classroom and we see tables, right? And these are just very simple examples, right? That in some ways, the physical world presents us with far less difficulties in terms of coming to a, some sort of agreement as to what we're experiencing. Not that that settles everything, but just as in, in comparison. Whereas what is the nature of the social world, which is uh, to use the terms often considered a question of ontology, right? What social ontology, what is the nature of the actual social world? What, 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 what are its core properties, right? Answering that question is in some ways going to involve a kind of and in some ways, all ontologies, right, is, is involves a certain amount of making a good faith characterization of what you're going to study, right? And, and in some ways, ontology is trying to lay some groundwork, and that is going to involve like assumptions about reality. And, and you know, some assumptions might be better than others, but it's still going to involve kind of certain assumptions, assumptions about the nature of social reality. It, is the social world just a collection, a, a collection of individuals that act in independent ways that in some ways 
their collective, you know, their individual actions kind of sum to some sort of collective whole? Or is there a kind of more structural or collective whole that shapes individuals in kind of a cyclical process, right? And again, those might sound somewhat similar to you, but just to give you a flavor of this, you can already see that those varying assumptions about um, the social world are going to lead to a very different approach to trying to understand that world systematically. And we can, we can get more into this with the questions and answers um, that you provide. I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but just to give you just a kind of bit of a flavor for the questions that social ontology deals with. What are the units? What are the actors? Um, how do they, and what is the nature of, of that binds them together? And then getting on to the second question, what can we know about this world and how can we know this? What is social knowledge? What does it mean to know something? And again, this might seem like, you know, a, a kind of question that, well, we know something when we know it, but how do we know that we know it, right? Is the, is the kind of, and that's the question of epistemology, right? What, what makes something knowledge versus a belief? And this is, an, again, an age-old philosophical question. This is not new terrain, but this is an enduring question for a reason. It, it doesn't present us with easy answers, right? And, and so epistemology is about like, okay, ontology is like, okay, this is what I think the nature of the social world is. Epistemology is what method should I use to try to develop knowledge, right? That, that this is a, a, a social fact, that this is something about the social world that is true versus I think taxes should be high or I think taxes should be low, um, which is something like we believe or I believe that people should not have to go to prison for this or, or something, right? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of making up examples. But how do we separate that? And, and can we, right? Because we're going to encounter a school of thought that says that that is a wrong-headed approach altogether. That's one big divide, right, where we can already see in the social sciences and, and political science, right? Is it a worthwhile or useful endeavor to try to establish social facts, right? That distinguish them from beliefs or opinions? Or is that impossible? Because we're going to, you know, encounter a school of thought uh, roughly uh, along the kinds of kind of interpretivism that says the whole framing of things as kind of fact and opinion and trying to distinguish them is, is just a completely wrong way to approach the social world. Like that may work in chemistry or that may work in physics or something, but it doesn't work with people because people are reflexive beings. Others are going to say, yeah, people are maybe different than tables or chemical compounds, but in some ways they're similar, that people act in regular ways and we, we can develop social facts or social knowledge using certain methods that build upon certain tendencies in human behavior, right? So again, this is another dividing point. And, and in some ways, social epistemology and ontology are not necessarily you know, always a one-to-one -one connection, but in, in some ways, you can you can say that your understanding or belief about what the nature of the social world is, is going to have a large effect on what you think the proper methods are for developing knowledge or what what is the nature of social knowledge. So these are, again, all big questions. And, they, and it gets to the point of it all is kind of circling around this point of what are we trying to do in political science? What is its goal? Right. And we talked about that word in the Greek, telos, right? What what's the objective? What is political science supposed to be doing? What are the social sciences supposed to be doing? And we're going to talk another another kind of axis that turns along is this idea of positive versus normative, right? Is is the social sciences merely trying to provide neutral, kind of quote unquote value free knowledge of the social world? Or 
should the social sciences be dedicated to advancing a certain kind of vision of the good, going back to what we talked about in the first few weeks. So you can see again, hopefully that how these are the specific ways, kind of what we've talked about previously builds upon what we're doing now, right? That That's a big question. And that goes back to this notion of what is the point of politics? And secondarily, what is the point of political science or the systematic study of politics? What are we even trying to accomplish with this? And these are things that are not fully settled. Um, these are things that have been and continue to be debated amongst scholars. And you can find political scientists and scholars of the highest order and reputation who totally disagree about these things, right? So it's not like you can just say, I mean, in some ways, and that's, and that's another big difference, right? Uh, you know, it, it, there are some exceptions, but like in medical knowledge or in chemistry, uh, discoveries made by people who go on to win Nobel Prizes, like 99, probably 0.9% of professional chemists or scholars of chemistry are going to probably believe or agree, not believe, maybe agree or say that there's some validity to those findings or the, the approach taken. Um, whereas in the social sciences, you can have elite scholars and, and very reputable and, and widely regarded scholars fundamentally disagree on these elemental questions. Maybe that's the best way to kind of compare the two. It's not that science still on some level doesn't engage with questions of ontology or epistemology, but in many ways, for most scientists working in chemistry or biology or, or so forth, a lot of the big questions like that are settled. Whereas in social science, especially if you go on to graduate school and, and you know work towards being a professional social scientist, a scholar or an academic or what have you, a lot of the foundational questions in these areas remain highly debated and contested. And then we get to question three, right? What tools should we use to learn about it? And this is a question of method, right? These are the specific methods. Should we go out and interview people? Should we read old texts and try to understand their meaning and apply them to a contemporary world? Um, should we do surveys? Should we um, read old newspapers? I don't know. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different methods, right? Uh, but these are, these are getting more into the specific approach of like, I have a project and I want to study a question. What kind of specific tools should I use to study that question? How should I design my study in terms of the questions it asks, in terms of the specific research methods it uses, archival research, interview research, survey research, what have you, um, using statistics, um, using you know data analysis and so forth, using qualitative data, right? These are all kinds of more specific questions, right? And so in some ways we can think about this like a funnel, right? The, the biggest question is like ontology. What is the nature of the social world? And then that feeds into another question. Well, then if, if we, given that view of what the nature of the social world is, the, our ontological view, how should we proceed to create actual knowledge about that world? Something that's distinct from, again, just someone's mere opinion or belief. Um, and that's a question of epistemology. And then when we get into another, you know, kind of even more specific domain, okay, now I have a specific research project I want to do, or I have a, a question I want to answer. What are the actual tools? I'm going to sit down and do this project. What are the methods, the research methods I should use to do this? And, and in some ways they're all connected, but they're just kind of at, at different levels of specificity um, from these very huge questions of the nature of social reality to like, I want to research how education affects people's political attitudes. Okay, how should I do that? Should I interview a bunch of students? Should I look at like previous studies? How am I going to decide what to put a value on people's political attitudes? Do I measure it left to right? Um, do I measure it like more authoritarian, more democratic? How do I measure all these things? 
you know, and these are just examples to give you an idea, right? And so that kind of study of the effects education has on someone's political attitudes is a very specific question, right? But how one designs that study is also going to have to be connected to broader questions of ontology and epistemology, right, are going to inform how that study is designed. So they're not distinct. They are always interconnected. Even if in specific studies, those questions kind of lurk in the background, they're always there, right? And that's another thing that hopefully this first section, this is the last week of this first kind of foundational section of the course has allowed us to dig into, right? That lurking behind things that seem straightforward or seem kind of quote unquote obvious about the world is always these kinds of big questions, right? It, it doesn't mean you always have to focus on them or, or keep them in mind, but it does mean that... We shouldn't forget that they're there. And I'm hoping that's kind of one of the big takeaways, right? We should, no matter where we go in our study of politics moving forward, um, in our study of political science, we should always keep in mind that these big questions of what is power, what is justice, how is political society created, what is the nature of knowledge, what is the nature of the social world, all of these things, um, again, may be kind of put to the side to do more specific research projects, but they're always lurking there in the background. And I hope that's something we can keep in mind and that will help us in our journey into the political realm moving forward. Okay, it's gone a bit long. Sorry for that. Um, I look forward to seeing everyone in class. Have a good afternoon. <laughs>